Hi, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I am joined right now with Million Dollar Video Poker player and the author of Million Dollar Video Poker, as well as one of the co-hosts of Gambling with an Edge, Bob Dancer. Bob, thank you for being here. Colin, it's my pleasure. So, Bob, give a brief... Can I call you Bob or Mr. Dancer? Uh, Mr. Dancer, sir. No, <laughs> you may call me Bob. Okay. Uh, Bob, um, give me a brief introduction to to who you are in terms of uh, primarily card counters, but APs listening to this. If you want to get good at video poker, I'm required reading. Okay. Okay. I've... Um, I'm a, still a player. Most of my income comes from playing. Mm-hmm. But if you want to succeed at it, basically I'm required reading. Okay. So so the authority on professional video poker. I'm the strongest player, most successful player who writes about what he does. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So maybe you could give people an elevator pitch for professional video poker. So imagine someone that they... Uh, you're in an elevator and someone says, oh, what do you do? And you say, I'm a professional video poker player. And they say, what is that? What do you say? I don't ride elevators much. (laughs) Um, A professional video poker player is someone who makes his living gambling at video poker. Okay. And do you know how long that existed before you uh, got into it? How long there have been professional video poker players? Well, I'm certainly not the first. Uh, uh-huh. There were definitely uh, strong players before I came along. There were books before I came along. I didn't didn't like them. I thought I could do better, uh-huh. so I, I wrote my own. But um, there have been players trying to be successful at, at least since the mid-'80s. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure how much before it. I didn't even know about video poker until '93. And uh, do you know how video poker was professional video poker was pioneered? Was it similar to card counting, where uh, computer simulations were written? And well, the math in video poker is much easier than the math in blackjack. There are only well, there's 2.6 million possible hands in a 52 card deck. And 32 ways to play each one. And the combinations, computers, even old computers can do that pretty quickly. You can, um, in about 94, a man who called himself Tomsky uh, realized that you could simplify that 2.6 million to 130,000 in change. And that would take by using suit one, suit two, suit three, and suit four instead of clubs, hearts. So a dealt royal, there was only one of those in the 130, not four of them. Okay. And uh, full houses of three of a kind in a pair, well, there's four different ways to have the... uh, Let me say that again. Um, you can have the pair as it includes both of the 
suits of the full house or it doesn't. So so there's for a full house of sevens over sixes, there's only two ways to do it. Uh-huh. You can have there's three unique suits for the sevens. The other two can be part of those suits or it could be one. Okay. And instead of twenty four different ways, if you include all the ranks and all the possibilities. So that's simplified a lot. hundred and thirty thousand with modern computers is no time at all. For some reason, it's hard for me to believe that the math is a lot simpler than card counting, but... Oh, and figuring it out? Yeah. Oh, I mean, as far as running simulations? Yeah, there's no, there's no, need, for, there's no need for simulations. You okay. Can, you, can, uh, you can analyze it exactly. Okay. Uh, okay. And there's no... It's a new shuffle every hand. Uh-huh. Which is a, which something you don't have in blackjack. Yeah. And so... Uh, all you have to look at are the five cards in front of you and the 47 still in the pack, and that's all you that's all you need to look at. Okay. In blackjack, you need to look at what cards have come before and how deep you are in the deck and uh-huh. a lot of other things. So I know that you have some experience with card counting. You were doing that for, for a little while when you yes. first moved to Vegas. Uh, do you think that the reason you were... Well, we're going to talk about the similarities and the differences, but, but okay. for, for yourself, how much do you think your success at video poker rather than card counting is personality, and how much do you think it's... Do you, do you think video poker is an easier game? Everybody has to make that choice for themselves. Uh-huh. To me, I mean, learning um, jacks are better basic strategy... It's not a whole lot harder or easier than learning uh, standard basic strategy in uh-huh. blackjack. If you can do one, you can do the other. Um, in video poker, video poker is much less of a social game. Mm-hmm. It is pretty much you and the machine. And there is some interaction when you get a jackpot, and some interaction when somebody sits next to you. But... In blackjack, there's a lot of social interaction. Uh-huh. And um, there have been times in my life where playing well with others has not been my strong point. Uh-huh. So video poker for me was much better. Well, well to be fair, uh, in, in Million Dollar Video Poker, you do tell some stories of uh, social interaction, like uh, chanting Hoya, Hoya, like, like putting on an act yes. for, for, for the surveillance and for the... the yes. Casino employees. That was a fun episode. <laughs> we called that My Ship Has Come In. It was actually the Colorado Bell uh-huh. where that happened in about 95. So there's some social interaction, but not nearly as much as being at a table with a dealer and a group of players 24-7, like card counting. That's what you're saying. Yes, and casinos today will boot successful video poker players uh-huh. and tell about... 2005 or so it was really really, really very rare. rare interesting now it's not so rare okay so so that's a good segue into some of the similarities um what would you say are a couple of the top similarities between being a successful video poker professional and a successful card counter well you got to memorize the strategy uh-huh um you got to be able to execute it under pressure mm-hmm. you got to have the discipline to execute it under pressure um, you got to be able to deal with wins and losses. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the road, you got to d- deal with living in hotel rooms by yourself. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
you got to learn to deal with the losing streaks. Um, casinos are on the lookout for you sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not not as much in video poker, but sometimes. And uh, so it is a cat and mouse game. In terms, you haven't asked me yet, but the differences <laughs> of all blackjack games are basically the same. Yes, you can hit or stand on soft mm -hmm. 17. Yes, you can double after split or not, or split aces up to a certain number of times, or early or late surrender, blah, blah, blah. But the basic game is the same. Uh -huh. And you can... Um, but video poker has lots of different games in it. Deuces yeah. Wild is nothing like Jacks or Better, which is very little like Double Double, double Bonus or uh, Joker Wild. Or, and there's dozens of different game types and each game type has significantly different pay schedules uh -huh. where a pay schedule is how much you get for full houses how much you get for flushes um, and the other categories and the strategy if you're getting f jacks or better um, there's two games that are both 98.5% one is 9.5 jacks and one is 9 excuse me, A6, where one, basically one, you get one more unit for the flush and the other one you get one more unit for the full house. Now, a 98.5% game is not particularly good unless the casino's offering you a whole bunch of goodies, which they sometimes do. Sure. But the strategies for the two games are very, very different. They're only maybe 90% in common. So 10% of the hands will be played differently in 8.6 than, okay. than in 9.5. So I was actually yesterday talking with uh, a professional full-time card counter friend of mine about that I was going to be interviewing you, and 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 I was you know describing my understanding of, of video poker, and and he said I would be interested in that, and then I said, well, uh, one of the differences is you can't just know one game; you, you should probably know four or five completely different strategy. And he said, oh, never mind. Um, that was kind of a deal breaker. For him, because he's been highly successful at exploiting one game and just moving location, you know, uh, doing the same thing over and over. One of my questions is, you say uh, you're willing, you, you said in your book, I'm willing and able to practice long hours on a computer until I've mastered a game. And there is yes. there is a large amount. Of, I, I tell people to become a professional card counter, it'll take about 200 hours. How long would you say it, it takes to master each video poker game for someone uh, you know left brained like yourself um, well the first one you learn is going to take longer than the second one there's uh, there's certain things that all the games are in common it depends on are you using computers are you using uh, you know winner's guides that I've published or let's say you're using computer software, video poker training software. Good. How, how, how long? Do you have a book that uh -huh. explains things. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the winner's guides, for example, I mean, this, this interview is not meant to be an information. <laughs> no, no. But the winner's guides will discuss every, everything you could have a problem with. Like in three card straight flushes, 
They can be consecutive. They can have one gap in there. They can have two gaps in there. They can have no high cards. They can have one high card. They can have two high cards. There's actually eight different ways those can be mixed and matched. And you put those three with two different high cards, of which there's some possible combinations, sometimes suited, sometimes not. Sometimes you go for the straight flush. Sometimes you go okay. for the high card. And that's a lot of different combinations to keep straight. Uh-huh. And um, you, when you have, when it's explained to you, and you have dozens and dozens of examples of this one you do this way and this one you do that way, it's easier to learn. If you're on the software and it just corrects you when you're wrong, so you're playing and you play it wrong and it goes the major error. Yeah. Then you'll learn, but it's a slower process because. Um, the information is coming at you from every different direction because every hand is different. Okay. The, so if is, someone uses a guide and software, what, what do you think the time frame is to master a single video poker game? How smart are they? <laughs> uh, we'll say a little bit above average. Um, how much games have they played in their life? Do they have a, a strategic mind? Like, there is very little mathematics in video poker, although there is some. Um, The people who were good at word problems back in elementary school Uh tend to be able to solve, to learn better, simply because to do a word problem and to figure out what the right play is in video poker are somewhat similar. For the people who hated word problems... (laughs) And, you know, just like, I hate math, it's possible. There's, there's no math yeah. in video poker, but they may not have the right personality to learn well, video poker. Some my, people can't. My audience it tends to be intelligent. Uh, not maybe, well, Among your audience, maybe, where maybe they're not. mostly APs or wannabe APs. Uh-huh. Um, if you're talking about Jacks are Better, which uh-huh. is arguably the simplest game, uh, 100 hours... Would have it easily. What about a what about a more profitable game? Well, it's in some denominations, in some places, Jacks are better is the most profitable game. Okay, it's um, let's say someone let's say someone wanted to have a enough of a repertoire to be a professional video poker player. So, what would that be? Three or four games that they've got mastered? Would you say it's more than the games? Yes. It's, I, uh, I think pretty much Malcolm Gladwell's It Takes 10,000 Hours to, to Master Anything uh-huh. applies here, too. It's more than knowing how to play the games. Uh-huh. Knowing how to play the games gets you to first base. Uh-huh. you got to know what the slot clubs are and how to work the promotions and how triple points over here compared to double points over there mm-hmm. and how to evaluate what a drawing is worth, and to get a sense of uh, you don't want to play there because even because the food comps will give you tomain poisoning, and if you need a room comp, don't go there because when the guy next door flushes the toilet, it wakes you up. And so, I mean, it's not... Because I'm 70 years old now. It's not the same to me. You know, just I need a place to lay my head. I need a nicer <laughs> room with thicker walls, and uh, sure. and so 
when I was uh, younger and struggling, well, it was different. Uh-huh. But um, there's a whole lot more to learn than just the games. The, learning the games is really the easy part. Okay, okay. But probably one to 200 hours per game to learn the game, but to actually become a professional, you have to build upon that. that. Well, yeah, you need... It takes... You do a lot of scouting to yes. find out what games are in what places. And the modern casinos might have 600 video poker games and our 600 video poker machines. And some of these machines are boxes with hundreds of games on it. Uh-huh. Uh, and you just kind of have to check them all. Now, it's a very time-consuming process. Uh-huh. There is a website... Uh-huh. Called vpfree2.com. Okay. VP is in video poker. Free is in, you don't have to pay for it. Uh-huh. And the number two.com. That lists the best games of every casino in the country. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you where, you know, these games are over by the center bar and those games are over by the, the bathroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. That information is not 100% accurate, but it's a real good place to start. Okay. Um, every slot club is different. Mm-hmm. Mastering slot club is uh, a couple thousand hours learning mm-hmm. slot clubs. Um, and even two different casinos as part of the same system, uh, like, like there's a lot of different casinos in the M-Life. Every casino does it differently. They okay. have different benefits if you go to the MGM Grand in Vegas compared to the MGM Grand in Detroit. Detroit. Or, yeah. or so, so how feasible then is video poker for a recreational player? Like, uh, there's a percentage of uh, the blackjack apprenticeship community that are winning players, but they're not doing it full time. They're able to, you know, do a trip a month or a couple trips a month is that is video poker is is that just going to be with with the theoretical rule of 10,000 hours is that just going to be too insurmountable for a recreational video poker player? no not at all okay uh, but it depends on what your goal is mm-hmm. and it depends on where you're looking if you're coming to Vegas they have games full pay deuces wild for quarters you can learn it pretty well in 80 100 hours mm-hmm and you can make average seven, eight dollars an hour on forever. Now, um, seven, eight dollars an hour is almost minimum wage, and occasionally you're going to get a buffet out of it. Um, yeah. If that's what you want, you yeah. can do it. If you want to, um, so you're playing with an edge, mm-hmm. and you're playing. Uh, play bigger than if you're playing you want a vacation at low cost you can get that in video poker uh-huh. the comps are much 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 better at video poker okay. than they are in blackjack uh-huh. but you always got to play carded in video poker yeah. to get the comps and um, some I don't know all your players but many players play uncarded yeah and so you probably don't want to play video poker and uncarded blackjack in the same place. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, I want to go back to you said, you know, quarter game, uh, $7, $8 an hour. So, but $7, $8 an hour while you're sitting playing. Mm-hmm. So uh, you throw out in, in your book some other numbers, like we'll say $100 an hour for, for a game that you found. But but one of the questions I always ask, because I, I talk to other APs, and they might say, oh, we played this game that was $1,000 an hour. But that's not accounting for the time scouting it to actually play. Correct. You know? so, so for video poker, if we say, let's just say $100 an hour. Like for card counting, I understand, okay, it's going to be $100 an hour while you're playing, and the other time is going to be, well, you have to travel to that city, or you have to enter your results into your spreadsheet. But that's going to be the same for video poker or any game but but how much time to generate that hundred dollars an hour at a video poker machine how much time is spent in researching the slots uh you know the the promotions uh finding the game hundred dollar an hour video poker games are relatively rare oh wow okay in uh, blackjack you can find them all the time yeah in video poker not so much okay uh so you're going to need to deal with a lower edge than that. Okay. Now, the book, Million Dollar Video Poker, was primary. That story ended in 2001 mm-hmm. when uh, we got kicked out of the MGM mm-hmm. after we made a million dollars in six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conditions of video poker in 2001 were considerably more lucrative mm-hmm. than they are in 2017. Okay. Okay, well, that's that's important to understand. I get asked the question a lot of, oh, can you still make a living as a card counter? And and uh, I say, well, it depends who you ask. Um, you know, there are some people that are very down on it. Like, for example, there's a casino that uh, our team, when I was running a team, uh, there's two casinos in Washington State we each won half a million dollars from. Oh. Well, those casinos are not as tolerant now as they were 10 years ago. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, one of them, while, this is a tangent, but while we were crushing them, they said, hey, we make so much money off slot machines, we don't, we're not even worried about table games. Well, they changed their tune when we crossed the $500,000 mark between four players. This was only four players. Take it. Anyway, um, so there, that's the one side is some of these games don't exist. The other side is there are so many more casinos than there were back then. There are, there are probably twice as many or maybe three times as many states with beatable blackjack games than there were back then. And so, you know, Tommy Highland says, it, in, in his opinion, he could still be generating half a million dollars a year in EV if he didn't play golf so much. Um, but, it, but it's helpful to, you know, I'm not saying it's at as easy perhaps in, in one sense yeah the, some of those places you could just camp out as a card counter don't exist but in other sense there's still lots of beatable games with video poker you're saying not only are some of those games like MGM Grand or you talk about the Venetian um, it's not just that those games are gone but you're just saying as a whole video poker has become tougher across the country yes okay okay and in many areas there's Probably not video poker that's beatable. In many casinos, the whole casino video poker-wise is too tight. Mm-hmm. In others, it exists, but you got to figure out what the angle is. Uh-huh. you got to know about the 
about the drawings on Tuesday and how you get the extra tickets by selling your comps uh -huh. and how to whatever whatever the angle is and because um, in many casinos 97 to 98 percent games in video poker are very common and it works in video poker the same as it's blackjack is if you're not playing where the game's over 100 percent yeah you're not going to win long term yeah. uh-huh and not only do you have to have a game above 100 percent you have to have the the discipline and the bankroll management to play in a way the where you can actually exploit that that advantage above a hundred a hundred percent game. How, so one of the questions I had had is, I'd say for every successful card counter, for every card counter that can manage their bankroll and consistently have the advantage, there's quite a few wannabe card counters that they yeah they know about high low and they know 97 percent of basic strategy and i or maybe they know 100 percent basic strategy and they're decent at high low but they'll go on tilt you know they'll they'll chase their money video poker is it a similar thing or is it because it attracts a different kind of person is it going to have a, a lot higher rate of people that have the discipline and bankroll management there's a lot of people trying to to make it in video poker uh -huh. and some are closer than others some have different leaks in their games uh -huh. uh, free alcohol is a downfall mm -hmm. to many well that's the same in card counting um, you know, I teach classes I teach two semesters a year two ten week semesters at the South Point in Las Vegas and there's people who come to the all ten or some would keep coming back and back and back, and they applying themselves, and they're just not going to make it. Uh, it takes a certain amount of, of smarts. People can love the game mm -hmm. and want to be good at it and just don't have whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it, it's not exactly IQ. Yeah. That's... It's correlated with IQ, but there's a lot of different kinds of IQ, and some people just don't have whatever it is to to deal with it. Yeah, because, you know, that's that's not that's not different from from card counting. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about bankroll size. Um, that this was one of the things I kept trying to ask myself uh, when I read the book. You throw out some numbers like um, with a hundred thousand dollar bankroll, you could start playing these $5 machines, or with $250,000, you can start playing $25 machines. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say we've got a card counter with a $100,000 bankroll. What, what's that going to mean for them if, if they want to start playing video poker? When I... Let's back up a little bit. When I wrote that book, I knew a lot more, a lot less about... Uh, bankroll requirements than I know now. Okay. Today there are much better tools available to calculate bankroll. Uh -huh. Bankroll is uh, the variance in video poker games varies widely. Jacks are better is one of the uh, lowest variance games which it's a buzzword for most boring. <laughs> uh, it has a number of 19. Uh, Deuces Wild is about 25. 
double bonus is 28, double double bonus is 42, triple double bonus is 92. And so each of those games have different bankroll requirements. So back when I was playing that game, the vast majority of my play was on 9-6 jacks or better mm -hmm. with good slot clubs. With slot clubs back then, paying sometimes two-thirds of a percent on, t and on top of a 99.5% game, uh -huh. plus promotions and plus mailers and stuff. Was, yeah. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. So, um, but Video Poker for Winners software allows you to calculate the, 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 the bankroll that you uh -huh. need. Okay. But it really depends on the game. How much over 100% you are, mm. including the slot code, mm -hmm. and the variance of the game. Okay. So so let's get into um, a little bit about the variance. You said um, a lot of luck was involved in the million dollar success mm -hmm. uh, that you and Shirley achieved, uh, especially one extremely lucky half hour period, which, which you go into later mm -hmm. in, later in the book, where you earned half a million in two big jackpots. There's a, yeah. a 400K Royal Flush. And uh, was the other one? Uh, 100. 100, okay. Um, so I guess, you know, one of the, one of the big things people want to know as far as card counting is, is how much variances are going to be. Or, or maybe another way of putting it is when, when is the long run? And, and for a card counter, there's a very, very good chance you're going to be in the positive after 200 hours. Uh, it's not guaranteed, but there's a very good chance you you will be. It's 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 exceptionally bad if you're not on the positive after 200 hours and 500 hours. You should be very close to EV, maybe you know with within a pretty good range of it, 10, 20 percent of it. How does that compare to to video? Po I know it's going to change based on the game, but but what would you tell people that are that are wondering how to compare it? Um, defining. The long run is there's considerable chatter about that on the various okay. video poker uh, bulletin boards. There uh -huh. are people who think they've come up with the definition. Uh, they call it NO. Yeah. And um, it's. I personally am making the assumption that I'm always in the long term. Uh -huh. And so I base all of my decisions as though I'm in the long term. Okay. What do you mean by that when you say the long term? Like, Well, I'm, I'm basically, if it is, um, if I have a, ch for games that are within my bankroll, uh, let's say I had a choice of, Of triple double bonus, mm -hmm. which has a sky high variance uh -huh. of ninety two, or bonus poker, which is a third of a percent tighter but has a variance of nineteen. So, if in the long run variance doesn't matter, variance goes away in the long run. Yeah, it's all EV. Well, how many hours are you thinking is the long term? Like a thousand hours. Um. Well, I'm playing, you know, I've played, now I'm playing a 1,000 hours a year. Mm -hmm. 
lifetime I've probably played, I don't know, 50,000 hours. I don't, I never really added it up. Um, it's just every decision I make as though I'm in the long term. Uh, as long as I'm not abutting my bankroll limits, either physically or psychologically, uh, variance is irrelevant. Here's maybe another way of asking it. Um, with playing a thousand hours a year, uh, how many years in the last ten have you been in the negative? Two. Okay, so so that's that's helpful. I um, I know in in the book you mentioned a year where uh, Shirley lost hundred and fifty thousand, and and do you know how many hours she played that year? I mean, to the nearest couple hundred. Was it five hundred or a thousand or more? Um, the year in question probably was in 2000 she was playing $5 5 play and $10 5 play so this is $5 5 play is $125 a hand uh -huh. $10 5 play is $250 a hand so being down $150,000 when you're betting $250 a hand is a lot less than being down two hundred fifty thousand when you're betting five dollars a uh -huh. hand. It's basically impossible when you're betting five dollars a hand yeah. to get down that much. Uh -huh. So, um, but fortunately, at that particular time, I was luckier than average, and I was yes. I was getting. Uh, I had several hundred twenty thousand dollar or higher jackpots within that six months. Which is, uh, they were just coming out of the, it was fun. So I, I thought I was smart. But, <laughs> and, you know, there was, clearly there was some skill involved, but it was just positive there variance mostly. Positive. Okay. A lot of positive variance. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's how, uh, the impression I'm getting is in general, it's a higher variance advantage play than card counting. It, I'll put it this way. If I were running a team and a player was down after a thousand hours of card counting, I would have to let that player go because the odds of that happening would be so great or, so, you know, so small, uh, yeah, so small that, that I, it's much more likely that there's something, uh, a flaw in their game or, or, you know, uh, but with video poker, that's something maybe to, to expect, uh, uh, 20% of the time after a thousand hours, you, you it will depends be on the size of your edge. Uh, -huh. uh you could get, bigger edge at at quarter games percentage-wise in dollar games the edges you get at $25 games are pretty small mm -hmm. a uh, a month ago there was a play $25 machine that, including everything was about 0 .2 uh -huh. which is a very small edge uh huh yes and you know you're playing um, 150,000 uh, it was W2G so saying you're playing 100,000 that's still 200 an hour uh -huh. so it's a decent game but it's really big Variance. Yeah, two hundred an hour. So, so in card counting, we talk about certainty equivalents. I mean, I don't, but I know MIT guys. They they were in the certainty equivalents, or or, mm -hmm. the, or the Greeks. Sounds like the certainty equivalence of that game is very low. It's it's two hundred dollars an hour, but the certainty of getting that two hundred dollars an hour is 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 all. Of yeah, it. the 
usually you're going to end up negative for that particular play. Hmm. But when you do end up positive, well, it's, it's by a lot. Yeah, you, you hit know, that you huge know, jackpot, hundred thousand dollar royal, and uh-huh. and you hit that, you're going to like your results. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like <laughs> um, your ability, your ability to handle the swings, is. I, I would say a lot of people get into more advanced AP stuff like hole carding or th- things of that nature because there's a, a a bit less there's a higher edge so there's a bit less variance to have to to worry about or or uh, you know um, deal with live with yes uh, but it's sounding like video poker is is on the other side of card counting I guess to me it's like wow. To do this year in and year out, you have an emotional fortitude that that maybe even a lot of card counters might might not have. It's a different mindset, uh-huh. and some people have that, and some don't. Like uh-huh. I started gambling professionally in the mid '70s, playing backgammon, and I've been uh, and that's forty years I've been in this game, and I really believe the numbers. And I believe that if every bet I make, I have the advantage on, good things are going to happen. Uh-huh. And that has been true. Yeah. And I'm believing it's going to continue to be true. And there will be days that I lose 40000 Uh-huh. And um, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a tragedy. Yes. And, uh, but... Other people, even if they have big bankrolls, if it is forty thousand, it's a real tragedy. Yes. During that million dollar run, uh, we had weekends we were up thirty, or the next weekend up forty, the next weekend up twenty, the next weekend up seventy, next weekend down thirty, and Shirley went through hysterics, losing thirty thousand. Uh-huh. She just went berserk. Uh huh. It was. Um, we kind of had a full-time masseuse for her. Uh-huh. And she was uh, just not... We, That's a car. Yeah, you know, we just sure. gave away a car. Sure. And she just couldn't handle it. Uh-huh. But the, she she could deal with winning 70000 Sure. She sure. was quite good at that. She knows. But um, now Shirley and I are no longer together. But it's... A, I mean, we, it was, Nevada was a community property state. So... All everything was ours, but she had a much different emotional bankroll mm-hmm. than I did. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, as a person that's made made a living for a number of years as a card counter, ran a team for for a number of years, and, and now I get to train other card counters. Uh, I get excited when you talk about, hey, you know, it's it's annoying when I lose forty thousand, but I can handle. It. I I feel like, hey, if because I get emails or or. Uh, you know, people asking me about they're complaining about the variance of card counting, and I say, well, if you want a sure thing, you know, get a job or get, uh, you know, buy CDs and bonds, and you're gonna, you know, get very little return on your money. But the reality, if if you know, you want to enjoy the hundreds of dollars an hour, uh, you have to be able to stomach um, stomach the variance, and and uh, so so it sounds like. With video poker, perhaps even more so than card counting. Well, probably more so. In card counting, for the most part, 
the size of the individual wins and the size of the individual losses on a hand are the same. Yes, there's a three to two yeah. or six to five, but uh, it's the same. Yeah. In video poker, even on a dollar game, you're betting $5 a hand, and every 40,000 hand, you get a $4,000 jackpot. Uh-huh. And that's, for a $5 bet, a 4,000 jackpot's pretty big. Uh-huh. And so you're going to be losing between the royals. Uh-huh. And then get it. Yep. Life is beautiful. Uh-huh. And then you lose, 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 and hit it. Uh-huh. So, so there's nothing like that in blackjack. One more question about variance and bankroll last stuff, then we can move on. But uh, you talk a bit about stop gaps. And, and my question is, was that strictly for emotional or psychological reasons, or is, is there any mathematical reason for the stop gaps? Yeah, I would not write the same thing about stop gaps today. Okay, okay. No, that's great. So what would you say today? Um, back then, I was looking for a justification to take pot shots uh-huh. to yeah. play more a bigger game than I had the finances for. And so okay. I made up some rules, Sure. one of which is I unquestionably had the, uh, the advantage and... I set a loss limit, uh-huh. and that was the way I coped with it. Um, now the bankroll is big enough, and the games I'm playing are small enough that um, you're not taking pot shots effectively because you don't need to. You've got well, there's no games big enough, yeah, that I know about <laughs> of. Uh, That the casinos that are offering hundred dollar five play are, which it would be twenty five hundred dollars a hand, kind of can do the math yeah. as to what kind of edge they do not want to give me. Sure. Okay. So um, this is a question someone wanted me to ask you: um, How many times have you changed your name to get a new ID or player's card, or have you ever? Zero. Okay, so you've always played as Bob Dancer. Well, Bob Dancer is not the name on my driver's license, uh-huh. but the name that is on my driver's license is always the one that I've used to get a card with. You've never played with someone else's card? Only a, uh, a spouse. Okay. Where, uh, and occasionally things like, on a very short term, picking up your free play while you were on a, a one-week vacation. Okay. But it's I have never gone out with a pocket full of eighteen different players' cards that I uh-huh. pick up free play with. Uh-huh. And is that this might be a good segue to my next question? But is that because of um, maybe moral or ethical decision on your part, or have you just not needed to? Like, let's say neither of those. Okay. The main thing is um, I'm pretty famous. When my, the, there's f- flyers with my picture on, uh-huh. on the software has my picture on you're, it. You're, and so, you're a big deal. And so uh, most professionals kind of keep their identity down yeah. intentionally. And I'm one of the few who announce that he's a pro. And, and so most casinos know who I am. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing 
I mean, there are casinos that don't want my action, definitely. Yeah. There's others that do allow me to play, but I'm assuming that within that casino, there's somebody on the second floor who doesn't want me to play, and if they can find a good reason to kick me out, they will. Huh. But so I go out of my way to keep my nose clean. And okay, okay. So playing with someone else's card, that might just give them that reason to yeah, give you getting the caught is um, now I'm usually playing on machines where W2Gs are common. Uh-huh. So and when your your card is in and you get a W2G, it shows up on the computer screen at the casino. Uh-huh. So there's no mistake. If I'm all of a sudden playing for quarters, and what's he playing quarters for? Uh-huh. You know, why? And they would come over and look, and the screen says, my name is Henry, and it's like, uh-oh. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, why why did you choose to put yourself out there and, and be interviewed and write books and teach classes when you, you said at the beginning of this that you made more money playing? Is that correct? Oh, I definitely make more money playing as than I do from the other activities. But the other activities are always plus. I can count on a, enough to live on from the radio show and the teaching and uh-huh. da da da. Okay. So I could live on that. Uh-huh. Uh not and so if I'm uh there are occasional down years. The, yeah. The gambling overall is significantly plus, but there's occasional down years. Uh-huh. But that book selling and stuff always is, is plus. So it definitely reduces the variance in what I do. I enjoy being a professor. Uh-huh. It's kind of a big fish in a small pond. Uh-huh. So I'm 70 years old now, and I found my pond which uh-huh. is something some people never find their pond. Yeah. But um, I enjoy being the, considered an authority uh-huh. and people coming to me asking me, how do you do it? And so that's, I get psychic pleasure out of that. Uh-huh. I, I, can, I can relate to that. I actually have a, or I, out of college, I had a California teacher's credential be, because I in, enjoy teaching within weeks of, doing, or maybe months of doing card can professionally, I was having my friends over and teaching them card can because I, I, that's the most satisfying part of blackjack apprenticeship. And actually, yes. honestly, the most satisfying part of running a blackjack team, you know, the money was nice, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed teaching and, and the kind of, I don't know if I enjoy the, uh, it, it puts yourself up there to have kind of shots fired at you when, when you're a quote unquote authority, but, but I, I can well, really definitely get that. <laughs> yeah. So I can, I don't know if I enjoy being a, a, an authority. I really enjoy teaching. I, I can relate to that. Um, do you feel like financially it's been worth worth the risk? Like, has it cost you uh, as far as time at the machines uh, to to be a teacher? Uh, you know, write books and teach classes. Well, that cuts both ways. Uh huh. And writing books and teaching classes makes me a better player. Mm. There are casinos that allow me to play because I write nice things about them. 
Okay, okay. So it's you'd say it's and been a net a net positive. Well, there's definitely negatives to it. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you are a target to people who want to uh, everything wrong with video poker in the world is Bob Dancer's fault. There mm-hmm. are people who froth at the mouth as they're saying these things, and um, it does take time. Uh huh. Does take energy. But it's, um, overall, I like my life. Okay. And the decision was made a long time ago. Uh Uh-huh. And once it was made... (laughs) There's no turning back. I mean, you know, out there when, you know, my picture's out there on machines starting in 96 or something. Yeah. It's like you can't erase people's memory and they went, oh, okay, that's... Yeah. Probably not even a... Not very many people at Blackjack Apprenticeship know this, but when we started the website, I wasn't willing to be on it. So the first probably 20, 30 videos were only my previous business partner, Ben, Ben, uh, uh, because I didn't, I was making so much money playing. uh, And then we started doing podcasts. I was like, well, I'll I'll be on a podcast because it's not my face. And then they keep referring to me by name. And then it was just like, forget it. You know, uh, I'm going to take this risk. And I don't regret it personally. but uh, I think it's because I, it was only a matter of time before uh, I was going to move on because, like I said, I enjoy teaching more than I, I mean, I did, I do enjoy, I did enjoy playing, but uh, to me it was worth the risk too. I'm glad it's, it's been worth the risk for you. So kind of a follow-up question. Do you think your writings for publications brought the casinos more EV than you or you and Shirley cost them? Because it, in, in, as the story goes, you start kind of crushing, particularly MGM Grand, uh, and they get a bit, seem to get a bit hurt by it, but it's, it seemed like, well, this was a complicated situation where they were benefiting from what you were writing about it. Do you think that more money came in from people, maybe you look at uh, Beat the Dealer by Ed Thorpe, it made casinos a lot more money than it cost them. Him writing that book, but then they get personally offended that it costs them. And they want all the positive of people trying to beat it, and not the negative of people actually beating it. What's your thought on? Well, yes, back at that particular, I was writing for strictly slots and casino players, and telling people what a fun time we were having at the MGM, and we definitely brought in hundreds of players, mm-hmm. and the vast majority of them did not have the same skill set as I did. Yes, so. And and didn't want to play. I mean, the $5 triple play was like the lowest denomination of the good machines. Uh-huh. And so their dollar games, what people would come in and play dollar games, and their strip dollar games are not very loose. Uh-huh. Part of the reason I got away with it at the MGM was their player tracking system wasn't very good. Okay. Through the first eight months of the year 2000 uh, their records said that Shirley and I together were down 400,000 uh-huh. my records said we were up 250,000 and you trust your records more than theirs oh completely <laughs> uh, other than that minor differences their records were spot on uh-huh. at that time which you cannot do successfully anymore there was something called card pulling. 
where if you're dealt, say, four to the royal mm -hmm. on a $10 five-play machine, and you pull your card, and royals happen from four to the royal, they happen one every 47 times. Uh -huh. So on five-play, it happens reasonably frequently. Okay. And if your card isn't in there, that $40,000 jackpot doesn't show up on your record. So this is oh. money that goes into your pocket, and it just showed that you 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 paid $250 to play that hand, and, and there was no win. Wow. And so, um, so th that record, that one hand would show a $250 loss in their records, and in my records it would show oh, wow. $40,000 wins. And so I pulled my card quite a bit. Uh-huh. And it is that, I'm sure the casino would frown upon that, but... but well, they had to know, but um, the... But it was tolerated back then. It, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, breaking the, the rules. It was just not something they wanted you to do. Well, near the end, one of the, some of the casinos considered that cheating. Okay. And some casinos would come up and tell you that, oh, we know you're pulling your card. We don't like it. If you continue to do it, we'll kick you out. Okay. And now, it's that particular thing does not work. Uh huh. Um. In that if you're dealt the hand and it's, you know, dealt four aces and you pull your card and then you hit the button to do it, you're still going it, to, it's still going to be on there. There are some games that you can get around that a little bit. It's, um, there's one game called Ultimate X where you earn multipliers based on this hand that you redeem next hand. So if you're playing double-double bonus, for example, a full house gives you a 12 times multiplier for the next hand. So a dealt full house, um, and you play it out, good. But now you pull your card, and a totally separate hand you deal, but instead of, but now you have a 12x multiplier mm -hmm. on all rewards there. And so there, you don't get credit for the coin in for that hand, but you don't get dinged for the okay. coin out. Um, so there's still some opportunities to... If that's... But, you know, for size... But casinos are aware of that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll wrap it up here pretty quick because I want to be respectful of your time. But, but uh, I, I really enjoyed this quote. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You said, for me, the best part was the right itself. I enjoy the battle, figuring out how to wage the war, not knowing if it'll all turn out, then going out and executing that plan is very exciting. So yes. you're, you're still waging the war. You're, yes. you're still enjoying the battle. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, and all different, doesn't have to be in a casino. I was, uh, <laughs> I'm in a storytelling group where we tell stories, uh -huh. kind of like the moth people have heard of the moth.org well we have a, such a group in Vegas and the one I'm telling a week after we're doing this is on a, a weight loss contest that was 30 years ago uh -huh. uh, 
and my main opponent thought it was about and losing weight, and I thought it was about winning five hundred dollars. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so the various ways that I da 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 da. Did you put on weight before the competition started to, to inflate your starting well, weight? This was this was in a, a company where you needed to wear a shirt and tie. <laughs> you did you and, also wear like a uh, a and, belt, a weighted belt? <laughs> I did a lot of that. The uh, and but jackets were kind of optional. Okay. So three weeks before I even brought it up to the guy, I started wearing jackets every day. Oh my gosh. And cowboy boots every day because I was teaching country western dance in a nightclub close there, so me wearing cowboy boots wasn't that unusual. But I'm doing it every day for a month before yeah. the contest. So when it came on, I had on uh, the jacket, uh, cowboy boots. Uh-huh. There might have been 15 rolls of quarters in the oh pocket to the jacket, not counting. Two staplers. Oh my gosh! And uh, so anyway, that inflated things by about ten pounds at the early end, and at the, and then we deflated them at the at the tail end, partly by, you know, fasting for a number of days. So you normally wow. carry around five or so pounds of piss and poop, yeah. and I just didn't have any of that. Wow. So oh um, and of course the boots weren't worn for the final day. And uh, anyway, there's a whole strategy there. And I enjoyed devising that plan and executing yeah, it. Yeah. It had nothing to do with gambling. But that particular one is is a little less of the David versus Goliath feel. That was just a company competition. Do you do you enjoy beating the casino? I enjoy winning. Okay. Uh, the competition. So yeah, when it's the casino, yes. <laughs> if uh, if you and I sat down and played chess of which I have not played in 50 years but I would beat you I would I would get a, a buzz off of uh-huh. so I enjoy You're the winning process I enjoy getting A's in school uh-huh. or uh, or rising rising above and beyond so the winning process is fine not so much who my opponent is. Okay, okay. Interesting. Well, uh, you know, thank you for taking this this last hour to do this. And I've, I've said this to you in person, but uh, I just want to say thank you for doing Gambling with an Edge. I feel like it's a service to the AP community. Uh, it's fun fun to listen to, and I appreciate I know it's it's more labor of love uh, than, than anything else, but I appreciate you and Richard do that. So thank you for, for that, and thanks for sharing your... Well, you're welcome on that, and it's a blessing... That we have Richard there. Yes. Uh, I love his stories. Uh-huh. And he is so knowledgeable about things that I know nothing about. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm doing this so I get to hear Richard firsthand. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I you know, do the comic relief in the podcast. And, and I do bring some knowledge to it. But, I'm, but Richard's the real blessing that we all mm-hmm. have. And I'm just so glad that he does it. Well, thank you both for doing it. There are, for people who want to listen to, I have interviewed him. Uh, there's a few podcasts on the website. They're, they're members-only podcasts, but you can listen to them. And what I appreciate more than anything is when I came to interview him, I was with my wife and kids, and he offered for the kids to play in the pool. None of my kids could swim at the time, so we didn't do it. But I thought that was uh, very thoughtful of him to to invite basically strangers over in, into his house to, to swim in the pool. And I 
had a blast asking him questions. I've, I've really enjoyed interviewing you. I enjoyed reading the book and, and thanks for sharing your stories as well as uh, how the game has changed over the years and give people a really accurate understanding of what it takes to beat video poker. So thank you, Bob. Thank you, Colin. If you guys want to learn more about uh, video poker, where's the best place to, to learn about it? BobDancer.com and GamblingWithAnEdge.com. You can both get the podcast and I have a weekly article there. Great. And they're all archived and uh, people respond to the articles and sometimes I respond back. Great. So. Great. Well, you guys can check that out. BobDancer.com, GamblingWithAnEdge.com and uh, keep generating EV, guys. <laughs> <laughs>